Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Things are getting real horny. So horny. So horny. Oh, baby. I'm so horny from all those guys desperately auditioning for Bachelor in Paradise in front of women in jewel tone tops. All those guys with barrel girls with sweet, sweet tight suits. Oh my god, a tight tie. Sharp skin, gorgeous. A barrel curl. I didn't know that apparently. Hello and welcome to another episode of Warriors of this Rose. My name is Arda Marine, coming to you from Los Angeles, but not from my bougie garage. Here with me today, I'm not with the production team, but I am with a man who knows a bang on a boy. Can I say, he knows a bang on a boy. You know him from 911. Mm. You know him from his incredibly successful, award-winning podcast, Attitudes. Thank you, Tudes. You also know him from Ask Rana with Rana and Brian. Thank you. That's he's, true. He's not Rana. Two people on the show. I get third billing. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, my travel companion, uh, my brother. My buddy pass. My buddy pass. My hall pass. My, my, my freebie. <laughs> My noodle buddy in the pool, my noodle buddy in the ocean, a man who will not Venmo me $17,000. Not doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you get a chance to capture this man and bring him to your childhood home for two weeks, do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Safi. What an intro. I am so thrilled to be here. 
Thank you, Arden. <laughs> so, thanks. I'm so thrilled to be here. Brian, I'm going to sit real close with you because yeah. I'm the engineer today and I set this up. I didn't know how to make a move on you when we were back in my hometown. But we're sharing a mic this weekend and uh, that's not the only thing we shared this weekend. Can I just say? Fun times is what we shared. I mean, we're uh, going to get into it a little bit later, but just a little preview. I did bring Brian to my hometown of Little Compton, Rhode Island. It was his your second trip? My second trip. In, we were supposed to come last year, but obviously... The Cove. The Cove. And so uh, I took a Delta flight without having the Delta variant. Thank you. Straight to Boston and then straight to Little Compton. Can I just say, I mean, there's not a lot of people that you could bring to a town that has no attractions. <laughs> Well, that's my kind of town. And literally be like, do you want to come sleep in my brother's bed for two weeks? Yeah. And then we we ignore each other 80% of the day. But then the 20% that we're together, watch out. Watch out, world. Watch out, world. We did world. it right. I'm telling you, the best way I've realized from this. Talk to me. To take a trip with a friend. Talk is to you both have to be. Independent. Independent and self-reliant a little bit. Yeah. So that then when you see each other, it's like the most exciting thing in the world. Can I just say. The excitement we felt watching Bachelorette, watching at night we would convene and watch Bachelorette, Below Deck, Real Housewives of Potomac, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of New York. All the hits. We would do Judge Judy. We would do Jeopardy. Jeopardy. I mean, really. Yeah, it's true. We we really, you know what, come to a gorgeous summer place and watch a lot of TV. That's (laughs) that's all you got to do. And we'll get more into our trip later for our newcomers who are like, wait a minute, I thought this was a Bachelorette show. We'll talk about the Bachelorette now. Yes. And for the old-timer diehards who are like, tell me more about your trip to the dump in Little Compton, Rhode Island. That's a preview of what's coming up. You're not going to believe it. You're literally not going to believe it. Remind me, I have to take three commercial breaks today. I You got three. it. I'm that popular. I have that many ads. I, I have love it. Three. Good for you. You know what? And all the ads are for men's barrel curls. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Let's pay? just start it out. So here we are. It's our first mental in back in a studio. Yeah. And um, everyone sure was excited to be. They were clapping at the fact that there was an audience. They were clapping at the audience. I was, I, I felt safe. I felt like all is right with the world. We have women back with jewel tone tops. Yes. And, uh, you know, and I have to say, I'm not trying to be, you know what, we'll get to it later. I thought Katie looked beautiful, wanted to change her green screen dress. Sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, they could have projected anything on there. They literally... They Maybe could, she didn't couldn't make up her mind. It was like, well, just throw something up. Just make it gold. Yeah. Make it leopard. You can just keep changing it. I thought... She is so pretty, though. She's adorable. I thought her hair and makeup looked beautiful. Yeah. I think she's really charming. Yes. Carl Tart was texting me during uh, the... Uh, during the mental all, he still doesn't trust her. He's mad at her because last week she threw out Canada Dry, which is for our listeners. Was Canada Dry barrel curl? Canada Dry was barrel curl because he's the Canadian firefighter, but he found him dry. And she thought that he did, she did Canada Dry dirty because she broke up with him. Like, she jumped out hiding behind a tree, like put cayenne pepper on her eyes, pretended to cry and cut like various people. So sure. she thought that she did Canada Dry dirty. I mean, look, I, it did feel like being home again, though, to be back in a room with men in tight pants, women in jewel tone tops, going banana pants, yeah. and these guys, uh, you know what, swinging hard for a slot in paradise. Because I'm going to guess this was filmed months ago, yeah. and I'm going to guess that each of these men had a producer that was like, 
Look, Canada Dry. You, you, we didn't. You didn't get a lot of airtime. Because think about if you make the pitch correctly to yeah. get on Paradise, that is an entirely new stream of revenue. That's for exactly you. like. I mean, it's such a smart move to just be like. That's really. I don't care if I was eliminated first. Exactly. I'm going for it because I, grocery store Joe. Look at him. Grocery store. By the way, exactly. And you can get yourself a FabFitFun code if you go. Like it's all about. First right. of all, they don't get paid on The Bachelor because it's a. Game show. It's a contest. They get like a hundred bucks a day or something. Not even. I think right. they literally make nothing. Wow. Because when Lance Bass and I were applying to be on Amazing Race during right before COVID, they told my agent who did the like the application for us because we were just trying to apply to be on the regular one just with everybody. Yeah. That you make zero dollars because you're on. It's a game show. Got it. And by the way, we were like, great, sign me up. Sure. We weren't going to win because of me. But, but we weren't going to lose either. You know what, though? You're pretty unafraid. Like, you would not be afraid to just, like, run up to someone and be like, hey, I need your help with da-da-da-da-da. You you don't have that. No, no, no. But I can't win in a foot race. I won't lose. Like, I'll come middle of the pack. Sure. Because I'm scrappy and and I'm smart and I can go talk to people. But I can't, I can't lift weights. Is that part of it? I just feel like you have to carry a lot of stuff. Anyway, back oh, to oh, The Bachelorette. Oh. I would desperately like... You're not like doing curls. No, 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 no. I would like to be The Bachelorette. I, I would like to be the Bachelorette, not a contestant. The sure. one that's the picker. Yeah. Um. So the guys all came to play. And they, again, it was the guys... I feel like the guys that sort of were quieter during the season, they knew... If they were going to get to Paradise Honey, they had to get noisy. A, a person like James, who arrived in the box with his Al Capone vest, he didn't say anything all season, and he was swinging hard. Love him and his uh, New England accent, even though it says he's from Long Beach. No, he is, like, full-blown, like, bring back Boardwalk Empire, because I'm ready to roll onto that set and do what I need to do. And I find him... I he's hot. I would make out with him. Yeah, he's so sexy. I would make... He would be, for me, up there... Andrew S. He's my number one, Andrew S. Andrew S. is top dog. Number yeah. one, Andrew S. Number two, I feel like Al Capone is a contender. Definitely. Okay, so we they come out, and we see, before we even get to the mental all, we got to talk about the most important thing. We see the dad. We see our sweet, sweet, um, our sweet, sweet Michael. And he's saying to him, her, um, sort of a preview of their love affair. No one can love you like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his son is like, "Who the hell are you?" Not yes, but not we're not quite there yet. So oh. this was a preview of their earlier their preview of their earlier love affair. He said to her, "No one can love you like I can. We will figure it out. Love is the only thing that matters." Um, and uh, you know, Andrew S left last week, and. Um, so so here we are. We're in New Mexico. She's walking with Tasha, who has honestly said nothing all season. And I feel like the producers were like, Tasha, Caitlin's outshining you. You gotta get back in the game. Sure. And and so she uh she was like, you know, I didn't know about the Andrew. I didn't know what I had till it was gone. I until I said goodbye. And then Tasha's like, well, hometowns are next week. And she's like, I'm so confident about the guys. And I just want to say, I haven't told anybody that I'm in love with them. It's the one thing I think I can give to my fiance. And then Tasha, in the like worst advice somebody could give, it's like, if you feel it, just say it. I said it to lots of guys. It wasn't just like. That's such a producer move. 
What terrible advice do you think Tasha was trying to screw her over? No, I sort of thought it was badass of Tasha. You loved I, I sort of loved her being like, I mean, you could love more than one person, can't you? I mean, I'm in love with you and the guy at the dump. That's what I mean. I mean. Exactly. So I get how in that situation you could fall in love with multiple I people. also love our plumber. I loved that plumber. We had a plumber that showed up last week uh, in Rhode Island. Uh, I have got a pad for the toilet. Yeah, like nobody called for the plumber. No. I had just hopped out of the shower. We absolutely let him in, no questions. No questions. I'm buck naked. I'm like, Brian, Brian, you have to go deal with the plumber. So he, I'm like, there's a man here pounding on the door. Brian lets him in. I'm naked. Brian has no problem letting him into the house. (laughs) Not a problem. And then... And then he like needs to get into the room that I'm in, so I'm like scurrying and hiding behind furniture, trying to like throw like a robe on. Turns out he's adorable and was meant to be here. He did actually have something he had to do here. He fixed a toilet that I didn't even know. Look, it's not my house; it's my brother's house. I didn't know that. Uh, apparently, he actually had to be here. And how cute was he? He could have been on The Bachelorette uh, for sure. And in Australia, we know tradies get the ladies, right? He would have gotten the ladies. He would have gotten the ladies. He was a tradie. If he, he was a tradie, he would have gotten the lady. Anyway, so here we are. She's like, look, I'm head over heels. Let's go. Zach wasn't my strongest relationship until I met his family. That's how you do it. So all the guys are talking. They're like, I'm, Greg is like, I haven't introduced anyone to my family. Michael is like, part of it is that James is not being here. It weighs on me. Katie's answered my questions. Like, she lives in Washington. I live in Ohio. I have a child. I don't uh, love her. Uh, that, now, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, so she's talking to Tasha. She says, I'm most nervous to meet Michael's parents. But I just want what is best for Michael and James. Um, but I do picture, you know, I picture being a parent to James. I picture being together. I would be an, an immediate parent. I'm excited about that. Um, like, all that's missing is me. It's already set up already. So then we see Michael talking, FaceTiming with his son. <sighs> What's up, monkey boy? I miss him like crazy. He kept saying, I'm doing work. I'm doing work. Yeah. See you soon. The kid goes, I want to go to Disney World. He and did say work trip a lot as if as if the more he said it, the more his six-year-old might believe it. <laughs> Not even. He's like a three-year-old. Like trying to con this kid. And then he says, then the little boy who's like three or four goes... Maybe daddy don't want to see me, which breaks my heart. And he says, daddy's on a work trip. And then he starts crying. And, okay. So then he says... he's. I feel like he could have been honest with his son, actually. What does a three-year-old know? Yeah. He was just like, I'm going on a competition on ABC. <laughs> and um, I'm going to see if, if a girl likes me. So. This is how you find love. Yeah. This is how you do it. I'm going... Teach them early <laughs> how to find love in this world. So... He's like, and then he was like, then he starts crying. Poor, poor Michael. And he's like, look, he's raw. I do believe he came here to find a wife. He says, James is the only certain thing I have in my life. So then he hugs and holds the production staff in a way that the production staff seemed almost uncomfortable. And he was like, thank you, thank you for letting him use the phone. He's like, it's breaking me that I'm here when he's thinking that. Now, I do agree that he had to go. So we'll, let me just say what happened and then we'll discuss it. He said, I don't ever want him to think that he's not enough. I know the, uh, this would be brutal when it starts 
you know, it's starting to be an effort. My son thinks that, like, he doesn't want to be with me. He goes to Katie's door. He's like, I FaceTime with my son. When I came here, I was skeptical. But I got, I changed that feeling. It was because of you. And then when on our one-on-one date, it was the greatest. But something happened, which changes this for me. And um, he said, why don't you want to see me? I can't focus on anything else. It's wrong to give you half of what I could be. I'm going home. And she was like, I did not see this coming. I'm so sorry, all of it. And then she said, I saw us going to the end. And he said, I'm not leaving because of us. I'm leaving because my son needs his dad. He hands her the stopwatch that he gave her the first night. It's important because of time, time and love. I thought love was going to be the harder thing. And then it's, and then we just ran out of time. And then she says, I know it would have worked. I want to beg you to stay. He says, you made me better. You taught me a lot. You taught me how to love again but he had no tears and then the heart was racing in the hug and and she said our connection was unexplored um it's hard to know him like what would life would have been i would if i chose michael i wanted it i'm mad and i'm sad very possible my person just left i don't under i think he left which was right why didn't he say come with me why didn't he say if this doesn't work with somebody, why didn't he say, I have to go, but I want to be with you. Like, I have to go get my son. He didn't want her. Yeah, I believed every emotion he had when he was talking to his son. That was very genuine. But when he started talking to Katie, yeah. I stopped buying it. It's something about it just seemed really disingenuous. Yeah. I think if you're in love with someone, you would say, and I would think even the producers would push you to say, but also you might naturally say, I am in love with you. I want you to meet my son as part of my hometown, so just come with me. Like, uh, let's get out of here. And if he also... But he didn't want to stay. He, he wasn't in love with her. He I, just wanted to appear to be it. I agree with you. I wonder. Now, just to full disclosure, our b-boy here, Bri-Bri didn't watch the season. I didn't. This was my first episode. So I'm just saying that Brian and I watched it together because I've been talking about it and I love Brian and I wanted Brian to be on. So I want to say, so what you saw... You did not see a man. So you're fresh to this. You found him handsome. He's very handsome. And, and I, it, he does seem to love his son more than anything. I believe that wholeheartedly. And I'm sure he did sort of fall in love with her. But at the end of it, there was no part of him that wanted to fight for her anymore. I Do you think, did you get a sense? Because Brian's watched many, many, many seasons. Other seasons, yeah. Do you both I think, I think he wanted to be The Bachelor. Maybe. Because I didn't see him. Was he kind of conniving like no, that? No, no. But I mean, like, why not? If you really are this and her, and if you think, if you, look, I don't know what his options are in Ohio. And if she's like, maybe I'll move. For, like, she seems like a nice person. She seemed down to move to Ohio. The part of me wants to believe that maybe his son said that and he just had some weird Mental break. break where he was like, what am I doing? Right. Like, I'm on a fucking show right now. Right. And my kid's at home, and I'm just, I'm mourning my wife. Like, what right. am I doing? The other part of me is just like, oh, great. So now I'm out. I don't know. You know what I mean? I just, he was not crying with water coming no, out of his eyes. No, he heart. wasn't. And it just, the conversation with her, honestly, it reminded me of 
some of Erica Jane's interviews in the last couple episodes. It's just something about it felt. Not that he's a criminal. No, Erica about Jane, it felt, if you guys don't watch, she, she's, is. she is on uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. It's fascinating. Even if you don't watch the show, you should watch The Hustler and The Housewife It's all on unfolding in real time. So in real time, there's a housewife that, there's a lot of like potential legal ramifications. In the last few episodes, She's acting like she didn't know about this. But I think she's acting. She's crying with no tears. And uh, he seemed to give off the same vibe to me. I agree with you. And then when we see him later, which we'll get to, but in his dyed beard, his new beard dyed jet black. Yep, just for men. Crazy eyebrow X's. Yep. It looked like they put makeup over his eyebrows, like like uh, they put like concealer over his eyebrows, and then yeah. the hair peeked through. It was very strange, but he did dye his beard. However, I, he looks really, he's really handsome. He's very handsome. I felt badly for her because I felt like I felt like she was the kind of person that actually did want to go. Be a mom. And I actually thought that that standing ovation he received at the end was sort of undeserved. Yeah. But again, this is someone who didn't watch the season. So maybe but, a piece of shit for No, but I have to say, I didn't, but like, why didn't he, I, I, it bothered me that he didn't make a play for her. Yeah. Even there, he didn't. No. He did kind of. He was, and I was sort of proud of her, and we'll get to that. But like, that he was sort of like, well, if it doesn't work out at the end. Yeah, well, that's so lame. And she was sort of like, you know what? I'm fine with how it all played out. Yeah, because otherwise you stand up there and you go, I am so in love with you. Yes. I can't get over you. I would have done anything to stay. I obviously couldn't. Like, there's a way to play that. He did not do any of that. No. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back talking about the men tell all and the men of Little Compton tell all. the bone zone hey everybody welcome to across generations where the voices of black women unite in powerful conversations i'm your host tiffany cross tiffany cross i want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood friendship wisdom and laughter in every episode we gather a seasoned elder but even with a child there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them myself as the middle generation i don't feel like i have to get married at this big age in life but it is a desire i have and something that i've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up... (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top 
of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Okay. So here we are. That was very heartbreaking. We watched, uh, we watched poor Katie get heartbroken. By the way, I don't blame her because he didn't seem that upset about leaving her. No. Um, and I felt like he'd been really all in, like, no one can love you like I can love you. Like, and I, to me, she gave him nothing but green lights. Like, like she was like, I, we'll figure it she out. She even I, wore that dress. She, <laughs> she even wore that dress. Yeah. She the even big, wore the that dress. The biggest green light of all. So then we have, uh, so then, you know, I'm never a fan of Men Tell All where they just like, the guys just like it's hard for me. It's and... hard for me to even like take notes on some of it because I'm like I don't even. It's literally like the world's worst improv scene of like okay, go cause controversy to get on paradise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we have Carl, the motivational speaker. I I'm sure he's on paradise because he was such a shit talker. I don't care if I never see him again. Him going, there's a guy here that's for the wrong reasons. Multiple guys here, and so then they call him out, but he's still talking in circles. And then like they're like, was it Thomas? He's like, of course. It's just like it's hard to watch men in tight suits fighting like that. Yeah, it's sort of pathetic. Yeah. So then we have uh, drama. Aaron, we saw Aaron, that they had a pass with Cody. There was something in San Diego. But again, there was nothing. I was like, what was the thing? Like, you're talking about, like, basically, it seems like you guys buried a body in San Diego. That is that is the illusion. But instead, it's like, you posted, I'm going to be famous in six months. All right, who cares? Right. So he's an idiot. Who cares? By the way, you look like... They should start pointing out who's genuinely there for the right reasons. Because that would be more of an anomaly. Yeah. yeah. Like, Wait, this guy seems like he's actually here not to get famous. That's what I thought about That would about be more dad. surprising. I feel like the dad actually felt there for the right reasons, mm-hmm. which was shocking. So then, um, you know, it's like, I will be famous in six months. Carl was like, look, look, look. It's a witch hunt for the person of the day. Um, they're like, well, look, bro, you've ruined the night for everybody. What did you know what we were doing? He's like... 
you know, Thomas is going to drop another bomb. Then he starts. So then we have Canada Dry starts coming in. And then Carl says to him, all you, you were here for the wrong reasons. You wanted a, a ticket to the U.S. and a beer when you got there. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Let's talk about Canada Dry's hair. Well, yeah. So it was, it was one, it was, um, Sort of like a spit curl, like yeah. like you know uh, from the twenties. Absolutely, like Shirley Temple. It, yeah. it was like he took one of the ringlets from Shirley Temple's hair <laughs> and put it directly in his forehead on an angle. Yeah. It was such a strong choice. It looked like there should have been like he looked like a baby New Year hair. Like yeah. he should have yes. had a barrette right yes. there or something. Like yeah. it's a baby. It's a boy. It's a boy. It's a boy. Exactly. You're absolutely right. It is baby New Year. And he, at the last minute, he was all set to go, and then he ran to the bathroom and said, "One more thing." Grabbed a curling iron. Hot as hell and curled that fucking hair. And like, Just that one. And gelled it. And gelled it. And was he wearing a literal Canadian tuxedo? Was it a denim it was. tuxedo? It, it was either denim or the illusion of denim. It was. Which it, is my, the name of my memoir. <laughs> the illusion of denim. You know what? Of denim. I have to say, I bought, I bought copies of the illusion of denim for all of my girlfriends at the They're office. They're gonna love it. They're gonna do it because it's like so personal. It is. It's so like so personal. You know what? Because you give the illusion that you're tough and you're thick, exactly, and that you're that you're like that I'm a dungaree, real, but but that really you're softy at heart. Exactly. You have the illusion of denim. Exactly. I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually a very thin weaved culotte. You're you're chambray culotte. Exactly. You're a chef. Absolutely. That's the truth of it. That's the reveal. <laughs> That's the reveal. All right. You guys have earned a little talk about our vacation. Brian, you didn't wear any culottes, but you um we both went feral this trip. Swimsuit. I think I I don't know why I brought clothes. I'll be honest with you. I don't know yeah. why I didn't bring just a backpack. Yes. Because I've worn nothing that yes. I brought. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And only, um, yeah, only wore the swimsuit. We went to an Oscar nominee's house. We did. And Brian is like, I'm going to wear, it was that night for cocktails. It was for cocktails. And cocktail. Brian said, I'm going to wear my swimsuit. And not only that, I'm going to wear my rain jacket tucked into my swimsuit. <laughs> is it raining? Sure isn't. Brian did. Tuck his raincoat into his swimsuit, and off we went to this Oscar nominee's house for cocktails. There we went. By the way, we did bring three croissants, as you do for cocktail hour. We brought three croissants and said, you know what? Three. They'll be day old by the time you eat them. Divvy them up amongst yourselves. We didn't want to spring for four. We got got they were four dollars each, so we spent twelve dollars on three croissants. That's That's so expensive. That's a lot for a croissant. I agree. I don't care. I'm going to do a little. I don't care, Meryl Streep. I'm going to do a little tip. It is so much more impressive to show up with three delicious baked goods (laughs) than it is with an overpriced bottle of wine. Can I like, just even say, though it was only twelve dollars, which $12. is expensive for croissants, actually twelve dollars. It still was like, well, no, that's exciting. People want that. I gotta say, they were excited that we showed up with three croissants that in were, a little box, and that I tied a ribbon on. Yeah. Also, here's the thing: that we'll, I promise you, we'll get back to the Bachelor. Men tell all. Here's let's just here's a little flavor of, of Little Compton, Rhode Island. We Brian and I loved going to the dump. And there was a man. This is a little a little interaction of what you get at the dump. Brian, tell them about when you asked the guy if the dump was open on Sundays. So I went there on a Saturday, and Arden and I wanted to find out if the dump was open on Sundays because you have to take your own trash to the dump. They don't pick it up. So like every week, or we love the dump. Love it. It's so love fun. It truly the dump. is. 
Love it. There are four different stations. There's the cardboard. There's the trash. There's the plastic uh, recycle. Electronics. All of it. So you just go. There's even a modem drop off. Yeah, and you have to drive like each one. It's almost it's like a, a small Disney world. ride. It's totally. like a Disney ride. You should drive up and around. Going through all the countries. Yes, it's exciting. You have to have a town sticker, which yeah. I got from Anita at Town Hall, who remembered right. my mother and told me to come get a hot dog from her at the town beach. That's right. Shout out, Anita. So I simply asked this man, are you open tomorrow? And on he, Sundays. Are you open on Sundays? Sundays and he goes tomorrow Sunday <laughs> and I was like yeah are you is the dump open tomorrow and he goes no I mean it's Sunday no 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 no. he goes we're closed on Sundays and I was like oh, okay thank you and he goes we're closed on Wednesdays and Sundays and I was like got it and then he stopped me and was like because you know how some people are closed Saturday and Sunday. A lot of people close Saturday and Sunday. Sure, sure. They don't work Saturday or Sunday. Sure, sure. We do work Saturday. We don't work Wednesday or Sunday. So those are the two days we take off. What am I going to work seven days a week? And you I'm have like, to. Have, no, you're right. You're and right. Then, and then he says you have to have two days off. Yeah, you have to have two days off. And then he said, while I was putting cardboard in the cardboard <laughs> section, he said, that section's only for cardboard. And I was like, Right, yeah, I'm putting the cardboard in. He goes, okay, because anything else, it's, you know, it's not going to work. And I was like, okay. He just wanted to talk to me so badly, and I loved it. We're going to go talk to him again at some point next time we're here. All right, and we're back. We're back. That was our jump interlude. We'll tell you about Brian buying crackers at the general store. That's a tease to come in the next section. Are you in for it? Uh, Mary's gone crackers. I'll tell you. Keep those boners down. (laughs) So then, um, so then... So then we have the Canadian guy in his tuxedo with his baby New Year crawl. He goes, one second, shut the fuck up. Somebody said that. Not very Canada. That was not very Canada dry. And then the firefighter kept screaming. Clearly, one of his friends from, like, Calgary was like, keep screaming fake news. Keep screaming fake news. He kept screaming fake news. Fake clever, news. That's fake news. Carl, you Topical. got fake news. Topical. Clever. Clever. Yeah. So he you. was... But by the way, I have to say Canada Dry was not a sure thing to go to paradise. And I feel like he was noisy enough at Mentel All. And made that strong hair choice. I mean, he, the full <laughs> VO5 moment. Like, yeah, he should get in there. Just so we could see him do his hair in the morning at the beach. <laughs> his VO5 moment. <laughs> For our old school listeners, they took... He took... For like season one... Robbie with the Falcon. Like, remember the Falcon Hotter? They all had that swoop, Robbie's Falcon. Now he put it on his side and yeah. he's got like, he's got the barrel curl baby New Year wave. Absolutely. It is. It is. It's a barrel. It's a, what did you call it? A spit curl. Yeah. It's a spit curl. So then, um, so then somebody says half the size tweet. Oh, so then we see that they can't trash talk. These guys can't the trash worst talk. At it. And then they start calling out Hunter. Hunter for lying. Hunter for going, I didn't say that. I didn't say there was top four. I didn't say that I loved her. No, 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 no. And like he tried to, he owned it, but he only owned half of it. And you saw him and you go, something's wrong with that guy. Yeah, I think I think that there. I don't know. Just something seemed not all there. Sure. Um, I'm not suggesting he was high or anything. Just he didn't seem fully cooked. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. It just seemed like maybe he got out a little early. And then he started. He started trying to split hairs for being in love. Versus... And by the way, Canada Dry heard splitting hairs and was like, "Not mine, honey." <laughs> 
There's not one split end on this. By the way, you want to know who else doesn't have a split head of hair? Al Capone. Certainly not. Not with those spats and hair. Absolutely gel. not. He's got like a. He's got like what's that old fashioned like that can that the, like pomade that the oh, guy brill cream brill cream yes I have to say that the but that the the James the guy that arrived in he arrived the first night in a gift box that they didn't open for like three hours and he came oh, out it, always in a that's vest awful. in a tight everyone that night was sweating he came out in a tight wool three piece suit and not a hair was out of place that's our guy and by the way didn't say anything all year. I really enjoyed him. I felt like he had a strong enough following last night. He swung hard enough. I hope he arrives in Paradise. I would make out with him on the beach in Sayulita. Will you watch Paradise? Because it's the best show on television. Yeah. I made you watch Below Deck. you got to get back in. you got to get it back I in. I know. I know. It's great. But I have to go. You know what I mean? I have my coffee in the morning, and then I have to check uh, around you, my place. And, you have you to know, set your hair. I have to set my hair. and then, You've got to wear your bathing suit to Oscar nominee's house. Exactly. you got to go, go to the dump. I have to go get my mail. And you I, gotta it go just to the dump. Yeah. It just uh, every day, but Sundays and Wednesdays. Yeah. So maybe on a Wednesday or Sunday I can do it. I maybe because is the dump open on Wednesdays? It's not open on Wednesdays. It's, uh, most, you know, it's so funny that most places are closed Saturdays, but it's Oh, it's just like the funny trick. Okay, I didn't know that. So the best way to remember I, yeah, it okay, is, yeah. the best way to remember it is uh, Wednesdays and Sundays. Okay, okay, great. Because most places are most places are closed Saturday. Saturday and Sunday. Got yeah, it. Yeah, okay, yeah, great. Yeah, That's yeah. great. Okay, good. Right. So then we see Trey. Trey was such a physically cute guy and such a little tattletale dink. And he's like, you know, yeah, he was cute. I don't know why he was cute. He was a dink. Um, and then basically Connor goes, look, he was my roommate and Hunter was falling in love with Katie. And people were like, nah, 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 nah. And he's like, he was, he's like, well, you're wrong. Uh, everyone's entitled to your opinion. And then Connor was like, and your opinion is wrong. And then Connor, here we go. It's going to be talking about Connor the bad kisser. Now, you knew nothing about Connor, but you saw Connor and you immediately went, ah, like you had a visceral reaction to Connor. Well, I only had a visceral reaction, not for his looks or anything. I had a really visceral reaction when he pulled out the ukulele. So I was like, oh, so that's what you're doing here. And I sort of felt like, I know you're probably going to be on Paradise. I don't know that we need to see you on Paradise. You, you, You performed so, you performed twice here tonight uh, you did the ukulele and then i know we'll get to it uh, the plant in the audience i can't who i mean those two things <laughs> alone it was sort of like all right so you had two huge moments on this that were not genuine at all so what do we need to see you again for and and so one of our incredible listeners googled that woman she's also an aspiring singer the plant right of course she is because a little bit, by the way, I again, I hate being mean about it. She was a little out of his league, I think. Yeah, she looked like um, there's a really, really cute actress. I can't remember her name. Oh, Abigail Spencer. She looked just like Abigail Spencer. And um, yeah, I just felt like anyway. So let's get to that. So then we see we see Hunter. Um, his Hunter goes. Uh, so we see it. He had a bad kiss. Thought you were the one. It was so easy. But then when we kissed, there was something missing. By the way, he did look cuter in the cat costume. He had more game in the cat costume. But he was such a thirsty kisser. 
so thirsty and so thirsty to get his songs out. He's Jed 2.0, dog food jingle Jed. He goes, how bad of a kisser am I? I started out so strong. What did I do wrong? The spark wasn't there. And they, they, Tasia asked him straight up, have you ever been told you're not a great kisser? He texted two or three people that he kissed, which made me feel protective of him. And he said, am I a trash kisser? I did love that line. I thought that was great. That was cute. Yeah. By the way, even if he is, how do you tell him? Like, yeah, you are. Yeah. You can't. No. I thought that was But he didn't, vulnerable. honestly, his kisses to me didn't look like trash kisses. They were, yeah, they did. They were, they were disgusting. a lot, they were They're very disgusting. passionate. No, they were disgusting. <laughs> In real time, they were disgusting. Got it, got it. And then, all of a sudden, this plant, who Brian noticed was Mike. Fully Mike. Fully Mike. Goes, I know you can't be a bad kisser. So then Tara who's looking to get a record deal from an A&R person, comes down. They do the grossest kiss ever. They go on a scale of 1 to 10. She says 11. Like, how how badly did the producers need to, like, pump him up before Paradise? It was hard to watch. Brian. Yeah, I mean, it, it was... Uh, it just was so fake that it wasn't fun. Like... No one up on first meeting someone on television kisses like that so familiarly. Oh my god! It just it, it just in COVID and with Delta variant. Yeah, it just didn't. I don't know. It, none of it rang true to me. I was like fine with the moment, like okay, but I don't know why they're giving him so many stunts. I, but, I and I didn't watch the season, so maybe he made a really big impression. No, yeah. and then he pulls out his freaking ukulele again, and she looked pissed. Who wouldn't be? He's stealing the show with something that's not stealing show worthy. I can't. And then he's saying... Like, I don't think he got one chord right on that thing. And he was singing about bromance. I'm not into him. I mean, that's... I hate saying this. I don't know this person. He just is not my favorite based on last night. Not our cup of tea. Sure. Not, he's no Andrew S. No. Andrew S. is perfect. All right. We're going to talk about Andrew S. When we come back, I'm doing a good job remembering to take all the ad breaks. The eagle has landed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous <laughs> of your generation yeah. that didn't have to deal yeah. with Instagram and that. Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC 
was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. All right. Andrews. Let's talk about Andrews. No, you've never seen him before. No, this was love at first sight for me. I didn't. I had to warn you about his fake British accent, but God damn it. What a cutie pie. Talk to me about your feelings. Just so handsome. Seems like such a good, Love. solid guy. I, he, he is the one that I would have just... I loved I, him. He, like, stole my heart last night. I loved him. <laughs> I loved him. He I hope great. he's The Bachelor. And I do, too. Unfortunately... I think it's going to be him or Michael, right? What's hard is that there's a whole other Bachelorette. So oh, right. So it could the, be someone from that season. And they'll feel more current. So it probably depends on... How hard you smash BIP? Although you, although can you be the bachelor? If well, you wasn't go? Colton? Right. Yeah. Maybe that was the only time, though. Good point. And Nick Vial. Yeah. And what about um? Right. The the other one who did the first half of that season with Tasha. Oh, Claire. Yeah. Good point. She. I mean, I know she was on an original one, but she kept coming back. To yeah, that's the, a great point. That's a real. Solid point, Brian, with the solid point. So we have Andrew. He had his fake accent. Andrew S. has never felt these feelings before. This can't be happening. I've been waiting for somebody to pick me for me. Pick me for 100%. But we never had a bad moment. It just wasn't enough. Um, Tasha brought up that she respected uh, that he had been very open about challenges and interracial relationships face. Um and he, they were talking about the conversation that he had with her, that she killed it, that he wanted to be realistic. As a black man, he's uh, not going to shy away from it. Um, he deserves to be chosen. They said, you deserve, you do and you will. I'm a hopeless romantic. I grew up watching rom-coms with my mom. He is so cute. He's. I feel like ABC should pick him. Definitely. 
Definitely. Just pick him now. Get it on the books. Get it on the books. Mm. Get it on the books. Because he's fantastic. I felt like he was... And so watchable, too. Like, he's someone you want to watch. And I felt like he was swinging hard, and I felt like he he hit the ball. Like, he swung hard, hit the ball, and he seems like a really nice person. He's so handsome. He's sweet. Like, really all in on Andrew mm. S. Tell us what happened at the general store when you went to buy uh, Mary's Gun Crackers. Oh, yeah, so I, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Mary's Gone Crackers. They're only the uh, grainiest cracker in the biz, the driest, crunchiest, pop your teeth out. Um, so they sold them at the general store here. or in At Little Wilbur's. Compton, at at Wilbur's. Wilbur's. And I got a box, went to the counter, and the woman behind the counter says, have you tried these? They're disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I haven't tried them, which was a lie because I just wanted her to continue. Yeah. And she was like, some people buy them. I think they're so gross. They taste like dirt. They're absolutely awful. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll try them. She goes, well, they're disgusting. And then she looked me up and down and she goes, you know what? You'll like them. I love that. And I was not offended. No. It was honestly a brilliant moment for me. I loved it. You're going to love them. 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 They're disgusting. They're disgusting. They're disgusting. They taste like dirt. They're disgusting. I don't know why anyone buys them, but they're we disgusting. order them. Disgusting. I don't we order them. You're going to you are going to love them and they're disgusting. They're disgusting. <laughs> they're You're going to love them. <laughs> God, I love it here so much. It's the best. Here's one. Here's another one. We go to the fruit stand. I have I see this hot Hot guy. She was very hot. He's there with his son, like teenage son. He's like a tough kind of trainee to get the ladies kind of a guy. He's got a huge bag of corn. I go, oh, you have a... He lets us cut in front of him. Such a gentleman. Yeah. He was so hot. And I was like, oh, thank you. Like, you know, are you sure? He said, yeah, yeah. You don't have that much. We're like, great. And I was like, oh, you're having corn? I heard the corn's really good. He's like, I was like, I haven't had it yet. He goes, what are you waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> And I was Music like, to my ears. I loved it. I was like, well, my friend's coming, so I'll I'll have it when she comes. Going to treat her like a queen. He's like, she's not going to know what she's getting. Like yeah. it was like he was already like so enraged that we hadn't had it yet. So upset. It was so hot. Very sexy. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I loved it. Yeah. All right, and we're back. So then we have Michael shows up, the dad, with his big old beard, and he's sad. He, and then he was like, to see you go. She was upset. You could tell she was still hurt by him during this. Yeah. She was like not wanting to focus on him. No, no. Sure. She was sort of like, you know what? I think she Lame. felt like what we felt. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she really. It's a little showy. Yeah. And she was like, I saw us going to the end. He had his eyebrow X. He had his crazy beard. And it's like, you know, being a parent. You know, pursuing this takes away from one other thing as a single parent. Um, it was just like, they're like, they asked, I can't imagine saying goodbye. How hard was that? Um, if And then he, they asked him, if Katie said she'd give it a shot, would you still do it? And he said, 100%. Um, they talking about if love... So, but then he gave good audience. He said, if love exists, it will find a way. How lucky would you be to fall in love twice? Um, but I felt like Katie Everyone was, seemed into it except Katie. Yeah, she felt like I was there. Why didn't you say, I feel this way. I have to go for James right now. Come with me mm-hmm. if you need to finish it at the end. Like, come find me after. All of it. Yeah. Um, then we see how terrible the smack talk was. These guys could not shit talk. No. 
It was almost like so boring that who cares? Well, it's also like, guys, if you got along, you can say that too. Yeah, exactly. You know? So then we have the Whoa Whoa contest. So, Brian, you missed it. It was one week whack off, week off whack off. But they, but there was no ramifications. They never checked in on it. There was never, it was like, what? Meaning you have a week off. You of had to work. not jerk, jerk, jerk off, off for, for a week. week. Okay. But then there was, but then they just dropped it. Like it was like, what is happening here? Yeah. Um, so, uh, it was, I didn't understand when the Canada Dry said, when you wake up, it's not working. I don't know about? what he was. I was confused by that too. I didn't know what he meant. We learned that the dad jerked off. Oh, I think he meant actually, maybe because they're like booze infused and on camera and stressed out that maybe they just couldn't get it up. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Booze infused. So then we see Caitlin and Jason. Um, they go on a podcast. There's no podcast guest. I'm sorry. They're so cute. I love them together. They are cute, but if anyone ever proposed to me on a podcast, I would be like, oh, well, I'll say yes because I guess we're on air, but like at the end of this, fuck no. Oh my God, Arden. <laughs> Arden's on one knee. Oh, don't give me that ring. Brian. Do not give me that ring. Brian, I just want to say. Yeah. There's no and there's no production team here today for a reason. Oh, look! When I saw you get screamed at by the man at the dump and the yeah. woman at the and the woman, like I don't know what your situation is uh-huh. or how you feel about me, mm-hmm. but having you sleep in my brother's room, mm. I just felt like I cannot imagine having one more day mm-hmm. being a freeloader and not having you by my side. Will you marry me, Brian Sabi? You're wearing a swimsuit with a dress, a visor, and glasses, and headphones. How could I not? How could I not? I dressed up for you. <laughs> I put on my best dress. So you would not be into that. If somebody proposed no, on a podcast. I think that's so unromantic. Wouldn't you, I would want it just to be someone, when we were in Little Compton, told us a story about someone who took their gal out to a lighthouse and proposed on this little island with a lighthouse. That's what I want. Who told you that? The Kidanes? Yeah. Who did it? Their One friends? of their friends, yeah. That's cute. Yeah. All right. I loved that. I have to say, even though I wouldn't want to be proposed to on a podcast. He was very sweet. It was so yes. cute. He was, he was very cute about it. Well, here's the thing. He's clearly crazy about Because that. they first met on her. He was a guest on her podcast. That's how oh. they met. He was saying that. Like, when I was a first a guest here and you were interviewing me and I was describing my dream girl, little did I know you were going to become my best friend. Like, so they met because he came on her podcast. Got it. It's so cute. I love them. The, he was the Buffalo kiss, kiss, kiss guy. Okay. I loved it. I love them. I love her. Yeah, oh, me too. I They're love both great. them. I'm she's, so happy for them. She's probably my favorite bachelor. Her ring ever. got really. Her ring was cute. really cute. She's my favorite one too. Um, I'm looking at my best friend, my future wife, the mother of my children. Out comes Katie. We're gonna take my final break because I'm remembering to, and we'll be right back. Oh, I don't know about you, but things are getting so hot in here. I think I gotta take a pee break. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. 
the medical school dean at USC, was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back. She comes out in her crazy green dress. Yes. That was not a good dress. She's so beautiful. I thought she looked pretty in it. It's just like, yeah, the dress itself was sort of underwhelming. The color. The color was nice. The color. Oh, not the color? The color. Oh. I thought her hair and makeup looked great. I am... The worst at fashion. You look great in your bathing suit when we went to Meryl That's what I'm house. talking about. That's what I'm talking when about. When we went to Dame, Dame Judy Dench's house. Yep, I wore my swimsuit and my fucking raincoat. So then he says, I never wanted to leave. I had to leave for my son. Um, you know, uh, it was just, it was, they asked if she would give him a second chance. She was like, I had to move forward, which I loved, loved. Um, Andrew... They asked if he had anything to say. He busted out that stupid accent again. Hello, my love. He's so fucking adorable. He, he should never do that again. He's got to stop with the accent. Can you handle the accent? Uh, I don't love it. Great. So then Trey tries to bust in. And uh, 
it was like... It, it was Trey tragic, honey. It was tragic. The best thing was Aaron busting and saying, I was encompassed by a lot of conflict. And when she said, thanks, Thomas, who was the villain of the season, who he was like trying to like throw under the bus the whole time, I died. It'd be like me being like, thanks, you know, thanks, Dorinda, like, or I don't know, like, just whatever villain. That would be the meanest thing anyone could ever say to me, Arden. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> or it'd be like, thanks, Meghan Markle's dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one that would get me. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to do next time. Yeah, say I... thanks, Meghan Markle's dad. <laughs> right. I wouldn't appreciate that. Okay. Well, you know what? If the shoe fits. You should, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I'm just mad at you that... You that you didn't like the special outfit that I put on for you to see. I love it. I do love it. What am I wearing? A swimsuit, a gingham dress. Uh-huh. You actually look adorable as always, and a visor uh-huh. and your glasses. Enormous glasses. Enormous glasses. Plug in headphones, honey. Uh-huh. Right, right for the pod. You're ready to go. What are you wearing? No shoes. Shoeless. Yeah. One piece swimsuit. It's gorgeous. I've got hair like a Muppet. I'm also wearing a swimsuit. I've got hair like a Muppet. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So then we have, uh, so thanks Thomas was so great. Um, And then we have Connor B was like, okay, now that you're here, I'm never, of course I'm going to sing my stupid song. Ugh. Mm -hmm. I can't. And then uh, Thomas video chatted. Uh, Everything shifted. Everything switched. You know what? Carl and Anna and I were texting. He does have nice skin. He's a he's a handsome guy, Thomas. He's just a ding dong. Yeah, no, he was he is handsome. I didn't watch the season, but it, I know that he's a dick. But he was handsome. He was a dick, and that was really the end of uh, that was really the end of the episode. Overall, are you invested enough that you're going to watch next week? Sure. You think? Because next week's Fantasy Suites is when they go bone. Oh, right. Yeah, you may as well start at Fantasy Suites and then watch the finale so you can come with us to Paradise. I will check it out. Why did you cut The Bachelor from... Of every... All the garbage that you watch. I know. Why that? If it were an hour, I would do it. It just got to be too much. Ah! I know. I'm so sorry. I'm honestly so humiliated. You should be humiliated. humiliated. You're going to love it. Yeah. It's disgusting. Disgusting. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know. You're going to love it. It's disgusting. All right. Well, we sure appreciate you being here. Look. Yeah. Is now when I thank all my fans? or Yeah, you should thank all your you fans. Thank you so much to all my fans. Okay, great. I have to say that everybody's really nailing it. And uh, um, we love when you send us your, uh, when you love us on iTunes and leave us reviews. Here's some great reviews we got. This is from KN Sharp 77. Five stars. Such a delight. Huge Doughboy fan and found Arden on the Doughathon. So fun to hear my favorite Doughboys and Comedy Bay Bang guests on with you and your magical voice and hot takes. Do you think I have a magical voice? Of course. Hello. You are magic. I'm magic. Okay, here's one more that we got. This is from uh, Davisha1. Five stars. Amazing. Ten out of five stars. I love this podcast. Arden, you crack me up, and I love the variety of guests you bring in each week. Some of my faves are Jerry, Miles, and Lacey. Also a huge fan of the production team. Shout out to Tana and Katie. Thank you for making this weekly recap. 
It seriously makes my Wednesdays more exciting, and I'm always looking forward to hearing you and your guest takes on the episodes. Thank you for the laughs. You spent some time in Rhode Island with Tana. What, what I was adore your, Tana. Give us a Tana highlight. Uh, Tana does a really good... St- well, I, I've always loved her. She's just like one of the good ones. She's such a great person. But I do love how there was one morning we were... You and I were doing like some stupid gym class on Instagram. Yeah, yes. And she walked in and just stared at us doing it and wouldn't, didn't say anything. Just was like watching us. And it, I looked over and she had that like sort of deadpan look and it cracked me off. Yeah, she like literally... Like, we were like, good and morning. And body surfing with her was We were like, good nice. morning, good morning. And yeah. she just stared at us. Yeah. It was amazing. Because like, I think she was, it was the morning after she got here, so she was jet lagged. And we were like, hi, 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 yeah. hi, hi. We were turned up. We were extra. Okay, so here's an email that we got. You can email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. Inside info on Blake and Canada Dry. Hi, Art and a production team. Not sure if you listen to Wells' podcast, your favorite thing, but he gave some pretty juicy insider info from when he was filming the episode he was on. Apparently, Blake and Brandon, a.k.a. Canada Dry, know each other from back home. They are apparently good friends and grew up together. Blake even convinced Brandon to go on the show when he got cast. Brandon had no idea Blake was going to come on the show, so it was a complete shock to him when Blake showed up. This was apparently a big storyline that the producers cut out. Wonder why. But it makes a lot of sense why Brandon specifically went to Blake's room and he got cut to say bye and bro out. Anyway, love the show. Lisa, you know what? I love, What do you think of Blake? You remember Blake from last season. Yeah, I thought, he was, I thought he was cute. I do think he's cute. He is cute. Yeah. You're cute. Thanks. Oh, oh. Well, here, will you help us pick a Tweet of the Week? Of course. Uh, you guys, if you want to participate in Tweet of the Week, tweet to myself or Anna Hosnie, H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H, or uh, Arden Marine, M-Y-R-I-N, by midnight Pacific Time Monday nights. A tag, hashtag, W-Y-A-T-R, um, if you want to be considered. This is from Britt Paulson at Beerit. Switching channels between these super gelled bros yelling about followers and the U.S. gymnastics team is quite the whiplash between two ideals of the American man. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. That is very, that is quite a contrast. I have to say, I'm going to actually, this was not a tweet, but it was one that, uh, it was one that Tana sent me that actually made me laugh really hard. Uh, she was texting with me and, um... Carl last night, and I don't know if you if you watch uh, if you watch Below Deck, but there's a girl on there who's very into like daddy, daddy. Oh hi, what's her name? Courtney. Yeah. So this is a text I got, but I'm going to submit it from Tana for tweet of the week. Fair enough. Uh, maybe daddy don't want to see me. That's how both his son and Katie felt. <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's a good one. It is good. That's, That's really a good, good one. Yep. I'm going to submit that as a tweet. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Michael's go. Okay. This is from um, Nikki Lamisha at M. Lamisha. Uh, in a year full of change for Bachelor Nation, one thing remains constant. If you want to sit in the audience for the tell-all show, you better be wearing a jewel towel. That is the requirement. Uh, this is from Corey Maidens at Corey Maidens. Michael's goatee and haircut have big, evil twin energy. Absolutely true. Very I Dream of Jeannie vibes. And the final one, Lauren Jean Johnson at Words by L.I.J. Producers interviewing potential 
potential audience members for the Men Tell All on a scale of 1 to 10, how aggressive is your kissing and are you willing to kiss a cat on TV? I love it. All right, we need to narrow them down to two. I think gymnastics. Gymnastics I love. And then what's your second choice? Listen, Tana's, I'm never Tana's speaking text. against Tana. It's just not happening. So we're going to go between Tana's text yeah. and that. Okay, so this is between, hold please. This is between Britt Paulson at Beer It, switching channels between these super gelled bros yelling about followers, and the U.S. gymnastics team is quite the whiplash between two ideals of the American man and uh, Tana's text tweet. Sure. <laughs> Maybe daddy don't want to see me. That's how both his son and Katie felt. Epic. Tana? I think Tana. Do we pick a winner here? Yes. I'm going Tana. I'll always go Tana. I gotta go Tana too. Yeah. I've never submitted. It made me laugh so hard. It's so good. Particularly after watching all the all the uh, uh, below deck Mediterranean. There's so much daddy, daddy, yes. daddy, daddy that maybe daddy don't want to see me anymore. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know this is kind of cheating, but she's not here. Tana, you won. Tweet of the week via text. Congratulations, Congratulations, Tans Hosnier. Brian Safi, where can people find you? What would you like to promote? Uh, at Brian Safi, you can find you listen to Attitudes, listen to Ask Rana. Those are the podcasts, and then the new season of Nine One One starts September twentieth, I think. And you're on, and you're on you with Penn Bagley. You that comes out. Um, I don't know. They didn't set a date yet. Later Is this he fall. Hot. Very handsome, yeah, very handsome, How and tall? very, very low key and cool. How tall? Do I need? Do I want to make? I think that about way? my height. Okay. Yeah. Any final Rhode Island stories you want to share? Um. Well, you'll be hearing from my attorney. <laughs> okay, great. But I just, it's I don't. You know what? This is so disgusting of me. I don't like promoting it because I just want it to stay like this. You don't want people to go to the dump, and like, all I'm going to say is. You haven't lived until you've been to the dump, until you've had a Greek salad at A1 Pizza, until you've listened to all of the voices happening at Wilbur's, and until then, you've jumped off a diving board. Yeah. You know what? They, to, they can go to a different town. It's just too special. You know what? It really is. But it's also, there's nothing to do. There's also zero to do here. I so, asked Anna what her favorite thing was, and she said eating ice cream and watching Below Deck. Right, because that's sort of what the that's nightlife it, is. That's it. You can be active during the day, but at night it's sort of like, no, I mean, you've got to get your There's literally nothing to do. Get your shows lined up. No, the dump is like a big outing in, for us in Rhode Island. Definitely. Other people might be on a boat or something. We're like getting yelled at by people at the dump. Definitely. Well... My name is Artem Rain. I gotta say, thank you for watching that episode last night. Thank you for being my guest in Rhode Island. I would like to go back there with you next year. And uh, I'll be back next week with some more shenanigans. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please don't forget to party. My- Until we meet again. Did it make you horny to- enough to watch the- to watch Fantasy Suites next week? Maybe. Yes. I'll, I'll think about it. She'll be boning people. That's exciting. She's into sex. Yes. I will I will I will take it under consideration. It's just two weeks to watch. I know. Look at that. I love this video. The video if you've never seen our 
our theme song on YouTube video. You really should. Was that Eddie Pepitone? That was Eddie, Eddie Pepitone did the first season with us. Uh, All right, so until next week, goodbye. Bye. Will You Accept This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.